What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 43 of The Rock Zone. You're joined today by myself, Max, and Benjamin. Hello. And an awesome, awesome individual known as Maurice André, better known online as SCI Motivation, which stands for Spinal Cord Injury Motivation. And uh, unsurprisingly, that's what the topic of today is. And Honestly, what an unapologetically awesome dude. He was he was wicked. He was wicked to talk to. So motivating, but also like so human in all his jokes. Like I I yeah, fantastic conversation. I'm a little bit giddy from it, so I really hope you guys enjoy. Um apologies to my audio as well. I, I've been fighting with my computer. Um so yeah, AirPods it is this time. Um but yeah, without further ado, uh let's get into it. Roxanne in. Roxanne in. One. Hello, hello. We're back online. The three boys. Although not quite the three boys. You've got myself, Max, and Ben, as always, but we've got yet another special guest, Maurice André, also known as SCI Motivation Online. Maurice, how are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for uh, the podcast today. And I would love to talk all the special things that I did after a spinal cord injury, which is... Uh, kind of unusual but i made it happen oh mate you more than made it happen bro welcome to the podcast i mean we saw you in frankfurt and we thought hell yeah this guy has to come online yeah um and i was also gonna say it it it's no surprise really that in a very functional fitness based race there's not too many people with spinal cord injuries so yeah you are you are fairly unique like that but um tell us like how how did you how did you even hear about Hyrox? So I started like very funny the PFT here in a local gym, Fit and Fun Factory in Campton Algoy, and it, it was like it was a tough challenge for me because like usually as a normal person it's just like one kilometer of running. It's not nothing crazy, but for me at that time, one kilometer of running meant like twenty five minutes of running like constant, and after that I was like more or less done. And then all the other exercises from the pft i was like that was like a great challenge for me but it was like something that i was like not sure how i could even like think of the whole hyrox competition which is like eight kilometers of running and all the eight exercises but you did the pft and then they obviously gave you the sales pitch of like if you enjoyed this buy a ticket to our main event and you thought i gotta do that so it was like a challenge for me, but on the other hand, I was like, no way, like maybe in a year, one and a half years, I'm already two, two years into my recovery after the spinal cord injury, which is not a time at all. Like a lot of the people that I know with the spinal cord injury that are recovering, which is like only a very small percentage, uh, they are like in like four, five, eight, ten years into their recovery. And they are like, no way to do a high rocks. Wow. So so that frames it. I guess it's quite quite the achievement. Even, I mean, we backed it around. It was like, oh, my God, this guy recovered from a spinal cord injury and he's running a high rocks. That's incredible. But to maybe paint a bit of, like, a picture around um, what what it actually means to have a spinal cord injury. Are you able to sort of elaborate on what that means for your sort of day-to-day life or what it means in sport? 
So basically, when you have a spinal cord injury, there are different levels of injury, which affect like uh, how much function you lost after down from the brain. Basically, I had a lumbar spinal cord injury, upper lumbar spinal cord injury, L1. What that meant basically is you don't have any sitting, sitting balance. You lost like all the movement in your hips, legs and feet uh, for sure. And then... I had a sensory incomplete injury, but a motor complete injury diagnosed. So there was basically no like really perspective to regain any movement. Not, wow. not talking about like walking again, just like regain any movement. And after like three months into the hospital, there was, there was like just a tiny, barely bit of movement in my left, uh, leg basically the a deduction but it was like nothing functional you know it's nice to like move your leg maybe one centimeter in and out but there's no, nothing that stands you up and gets you walking yeah and you saw that one movement and you were like that one movement's gonna be a high rocks race you little bitch <laughs> at that time to be honest i didn't know about high rocks i was not into any type of crossfit and that stuff i come uh, come uh, come from paragliding and that mm. was basically my sport before running up mountains and flying like uh with acrobatics and all this stuff oh wow so i didn't have like any perspective of like crossfit or i never went to the gym before like before wow. my injury so I didn't have like any perspective of uh, training my body and that stuff before. I mean, I was training my body with flying, which is like a huge uh, force onto your body. Like you deal with like four or five G sometimes, four or five body weight. Uh, and then you need to really like breathe and uh, like, because otherwise you would like knock out. And there's a lot of training I did there, but with like any kind of gym or stuff, usually high rocks athletes do, I didn't have any experience before my injury with that. That's really interesting. So like, would you class yourself then as from a sporting background? I would because like, like all the running and mountain stuff I did, but I was, I never heard of burpees or anything before, <laughs> but you know, you, you you learn a lot, uh, and with that injury, it really forces you to like real uh, rethink all the stuff you're doing, rethink your life. And if you do that, if you're willing to accept that challenge, which is like probably the biggest uh, challenge that someone could get in a life, I would say that. I mean, I was thinking before of like walking up uh, uh, Mont Blanc or something like that. Oh wow, cool! But like, I would say the injury is like. Like life gave me like uh, a tougher ways than walking up Mont Blanc with the spinal cord injury. Wow! But then, so I'm I'm so intrigued by this. You 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 were literally unable to move your leg more than one centimeter after having been flying in the sky and dreaming of climbing Mont Blanc. So what is it that motivated you to say, right? The doctors are telling me no. My body is telling me no, but my brain is going to say, fuck all of that. I'm going to move again. Like, share, share more about that if you can, because it's just such a crazy story. So it is like I had one friend before who like had a spinal cord injury, but like way better diagnosed. And I met him like without knowing that he had a spinal cord injury flying on the mountain. And when I was in the hospital, 
uh, he texted me and I was like, he had went to the same, not the same journey, but at the time I was like thinking it was the same journey, even if it was not because he was like walking after, I, I think it was like uh, two weeks or something like that in the hospital. I didn't was, I was not walking at all in the three months period mm. of the hospital. So I was like completely dependent on the wheelchair at that time. So it was a different kind of injury, but I had some thing going on to say like I could like quit now and spend the rest of the day life living in a wheelchair and having like all the complications that you usually don't uh, uh, talk about or that are not uh, popular. But or I could like try to push myself like really, really hard for like one year, two years, five years. And then I could say, like, after five years, no matter if I would be walking in five years or doing nothing or something in between, I would be able to say I did everything that I could to improve my situation. And from there on, I I did so much stuff to improve. That's pretty, pretty damn motivating, to be honest. It's like... I've done everything possible. I've left everything on the table. There is no excuse to look back and regret anything. Like you get dealt a hand, that happens in life. That's the mindset you need for recovery at the end. Because otherwise you would be like, if, if you only give in like, probably like, like 10, 15, 20, 50% and the rest you are not doing anything for your recovery, it's not, uh, it's not going to be helpful for like doing the best you can. Do you think your, your mindset um, sort of carried over from training for paragliding uh, or flying before in terms of like that sort of ability to know how to breathe, know that you need to put the training in, that it matters? Was there any other crossover into the recovery sort of mindset? It was because like in the hospital, it was really crazy. I, I, I printed out like pictures of me paragliding and brought it into the hospital. That's so cool. <laughs> Who's my motivation? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, it was like the, the, the thing. And to go on with that, I was like uh, after the hospital, usually go to like a stationary rehabilitation and they offered me two places and they didn't have like any kind of equipment that would like really help me to improve. I mean, they teach you like how to put your upper body that you could transfer easy and that stuff. But uh, they didn't offer me a rehabilitation based on really regaining movement. And there's one machine called the Locomat built by Hakoma. It's like a 300,000 euro medical product, which is like crazy. And it is basically like you could like get a belt on and then you would be lifted up and then uh, you have two orthoses that move your legs for you, what you can't. And then you also could adjust it like an exoskeleton. Basically. Okay, so not to oversimplify it, but like an Iron Man suit to move the uh, legs. Probably. <laughs> Sorry. You can also I would this. like to call the product like this for sure. <laughs> so yeah, and with that I did... I did about like 160 hours, uh, basically just like in the f in a few months to like, and then with that I was able to regain a little bit of movement in my hips to learn how to crawl again like a baby. And with that I met a, a friend in the United States that that is not a friend. He owns Newfit 360, which is like the craziest new rehab place I ever met, and I've been of bunch of them. And then he was like. If you can crawl, come to the United States 
come to our place and we we're gonna make sure that we do everything possible to make you walk again wow okay and that was like for me you know it's an american he they like to like sell you something <laughs> <laughs> and that was like in the middle of the pandemic it was uh, uh april uh, or march 2021 so it was like in the middle of the pandemic there was no flights to uh, i mean a few flights to the united states but you were you would be not allowed to enter there and everything it was like crazy but i think uh, i was like i did a fast decision like probably like in just two weeks, I was able to uh, get in contact with the consular in Munich to like get a medical, uh, ex uh, like some, a medical exemption and, and not really an exemption, but a medical clearance with that kind of injury. I had two doctors that would need to like, if you don't do that therapy there, you would have like problems for the rest of the life and that stuff, which was like, I mean, with the spinal cord injury, it is like that. So, and then I had that and they cleared it and I was able to fly out uh, April 3rd of 2021 to the United States for the first time. And the, the plane was empty. It was like probably like, <laughs> like 15% of the seats were filled so because there was no, no yeah, one nice. allowed uh, to enter basically other than uh, residents of the United States or citizens. So yeah, there, were, there was the story and it was uh, fucking great. So after after like eleven weeks, I was able to walk. Not what? good. If I eleven if I, weeks, eleven weeks of like three hours, four hours of training every day with like two or three therapists at the time. I mean, it makes it makes sense as to why you race high rocks. I mean, that sounds like a breeze compared to three to four hours every day learning how to walk again. Like yeah, and with that, basically, it was like it was like the toughest challenge i was like laying in bed the whole time there because you know it was like so exhausting and everything but it, it was worth it i mean i was walking what most people with spinal cord injuries would say walking again which is not really walking again it's more like using your upper body and swinging your legs somehow it's not really walking like your hip drops and uh, you walk i mean i started walking with 0.1 kilometers 100 meters per hour so per... 0.1 kilometers most treadmills start at like 0.8 wow oh sorry you mean that you mean the, you the mean speed. the speed yeah. the speed yeah, the yeah. speed yeah right okay, point one. and right, like okay. if they bumped it up to 0.2 i was like i can do that and after like two minutes i needed a break or one minute so it was not really walking again it was like learning how to walk again or as buzz Lightyear would say Falling with style. You're going to be every kind of superhero by the end of this. Um, so I think you touched on something really interesting. It's like the medical professionals are like, we need to get him out to the States for this rehabilitation. Is there like a time limit on recovery when you need to, you should be recovering as soon as possible before? So the sooner you start, the better it is, like with any injury, I would say. Uh, basically, I mean, I have some people that started like, uh, I mean, they did something the time like all the time but not really something that is like helping them like all the pt we have usually is not really helping the people i would say which is kind of like tough i have met great pts before and amazing pts and i have my own local network of amazing pts and everything but like the usually clinics where you go to with spinal cord injury they are not really helping you they are more preparing you for the wheelchair life which is a good thing because like you need to have at least like plan B or C back in mind 
but for me plan B and C was not really a big, good option so yeah fuck that option yeah I like to see you you sound like an incredibly pragmatic guy and someone who can like assess a situation and say you know what that's my route right now that's what I'm going to go chase one what was the inflection point that you said you know what I'm going to go do a high rocks PFT so high rocks PFT was basically was an event in the local gym here and I was like I want to do it, but at the same time, I was uh, in Annecy, France, uh, at, on vacation, and it was raining like the the three days, basically the last three days. I was like planning back on Monday, and the PFT was on Saturday. So then I was like, it doesn't make sense to stay here. Let's get back home and then do the PFT. Wow, that is commitment. So I mean, because because you know, vacation uh, in rainy rainy days is not that be- beautiful and nice. So I was like, let's do something better than that. Yeah. So I did the PFT with that. Love it. You broke your back. You're like, fuck it. I'm flying to the states. You're like, but it's raining. Fuck it. I'm doing the PFT. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I was like, I can do the PFT. You know what? Let's just do the normal high works because you know why not. Sure, sure, why not? Okay, well, I think um, you spoke to me briefly about it offline, but how how did that work? Because um, I think someone at High Rocks reached out to you and kind of said, look, you need to you need to race right now, um, which was a lot sooner than you were expecting. So it to be. with the PFT, I already made the commitment to do it somehow, which I didn't know what exactly, like in a way huge adapted version, like in Munich, the race is coming up in uh, four weeks now. And that is the thing I was like already talked into the Munich thing. And I was like, even till March, that was September, it's like half a year, but it will, it will be not enough time to prepare for that like huge uh, physical challenge. But then I was like back in the United States and then a friend of mine who lives in Chicago was like, there's a stair climbing competition on Willis Tower, which is like uh, the 20 tallest building in the world and it's uh, 105 stories tall. And I was like, that sounds pretty good to me, even if I only climbed like 10 flights before or something like that. <laughs> and then I figured out there's High Rocks on the same weekend, basically. On Saturday, the stair climbing competition is on Sunday. So I was like, it sounds like an awful plan. I only would be able to do one of the two events. But I was like, you know, Chicago, it was only like three, 400 bucks to fly up there. So I was like, let's do that on the weekend while I was like still resting from my therapy uh, crazy challenge there. But I was like, let's fly down uh, up from my uh, the, uh, from Miami up to Chicago. For so the sorry, weekend. and then you de- you decided to do both of them. Yes, did I did both of them actually. Up. So I was you like take I was flights like they're having a shower. Like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I think I did like twenty flights after my injury. And usually, like, wow. flying with a wheelchair is a mess. You know, they break your chair. They are not, like, uh, it's it's terrible. Flying with a wheelchair is the worst uh, thing you could probably do. And airlines, I mean, in the United States, it's a bit better than here in Europe, but it's, it's the worst thing Is there anyone that's really bad that do. you want to shit on right now? Like, who, who needs to improve their game? Anyone in particular? United Airlines? Uh, everyone, basically. Oh, everyone. Okay, fair I enough. I mean, Spirit was... Actually, I flew with Spirit up, uh, up there, and Spirit has, like... The worst uh, reputation in the United States, I would say. But even uh, like the flight to Chicago was like pretty nice for Spear. It was like like pretty good. 
but the flight down was like a mess. But uh, we come to that later, we'll, I would we'll say. We'll take them off the sponsors list. They're no longer coming anywhere near this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, I started uh, for the High Rocks in Chicago. It was like four or five days before the race. I texted like to High Rocks America and I was like texting them. And then uh, Graham, uh, the uh, social media marketing manager of United, uh, High Rocks US, texted me back and I'm like, he was like, really excited to like for someone like me to to do the race and he was like whatever you need we could like help you doing the high rocks and so we decided to do uh one lap of running instead of three which is uh, like about four, uh, 330 340 meters instead of the one kilometer in between and we put down a lot of weight from the sleds because there is something with yeah. like I push the sled with my hands, basically. I, I take a step and push the sled with my hands. So, and that's what we did. We had, I don't know, we had way less weight uh, than the previous Hyrox races I did. So with that, I did Hyrox uh, Chicago, which was like the craziest race I ever done because like American peoples are way more open and like, I would say like 40% of the other athletes was like clapping saying something it was like the craziest race i ever done because it's like a more open culture there in the united states it, it, it is a different kind of race even like highways uh, like in europe or in germany it's like they are also a, like so friendly and it's basically one family but in the united states it's still a, a bit more a community i would say more family more people america what you're what you're saying is Europe needs to be better at supporting you <laughs> yeah. when you're going to be racing in Munich. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Munich, when, want to hear you when, right now. I mean, I can't complain. Uh, the, so the other races in Germany were amazing too. So let's finish with uh, with Hyrox in Chicago. It took me three hours and two minutes, basically, with the adaptations to do the race, which was like I I was there to finish the race. I was not there to do any kind of crazy time because that is something I let the professional athletes do because they are way better in catching like crazy times. So for me, it was just to finish. And then the Highworks did like a huge, nice video on Instagram, which is on Highworks World and Highworks America, like with an interview of everything, which was, was like crazy. I got so many messages after. I was like... I spent like two days just replying to comments and oh, that's wicked. and text, basically. Well, it's also well deserved. Yeah, I mean, you fucking you did it, man. You t- you sit, you went out. You were like, <laughs> I'm going to walk again. I'm going to climb however many stairs it takes, and I'm going to go and <laughs> run however many laps. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, this is the most motivating call we've had. <laughs> and then after, uh, so the crazy thing was like the deal with my friend was to do the stair climbing competition on Willis Tower. The next day, basically, after High Rocks. <laughs> so we started, I, I think, at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. We went, we were finished, like, about 2 a.m. I was just, like, laying in bed, relaxing the whole evening to, like, be pre- prepared for the stair climbing competition on Willis Tower the next day. And then I, I we, were, we went there early as well. And then we was... We were climbing up 105 flights of stairs. It was like over 6,000 steps of stairs. And for the first like 10, 15 uh, uh, flights of stairs, it was like, or stories, it was like okay for me. 
I took like the first break after 15, uh, 15 uh, st- stories. And from then on, I did another 10, another 10. And then I was like at 35, 45, I was like, okay, let's do five, five sets. And then we rest to another five sets. And till like 68 uh, or 70, it was like the five pace, five rest, five rest. And after 70, it was like, terrible it was like really i was like really thinking about quitting at that time because it was like i was doing like five five steps ten that's, steps that's and interesting. You did another break that's that's the that's the first time you've mentioned the idea of thinking about quitting have you ever like in the training for high rocks during a high rocks race is that ever something that's crossed your mind on high rocks, not, but on the like on the, on the stair climbing competition after high rocks, like it was the day after it. It was like it was a bad idea. <laughs> Sorry, don't let's let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the baddest idea we had, and I was at that time. I the I was uh, like living uh, for for Chicago. I was staying in the place at the second floor without an elevator. So after the hundred five stories. I need to go up another five, uh, another two stories into the apartment. And it was fucking terrible. It took me like 20 or 30 minutes just to get up these two stories, which is like, you know, it's crazy. But there was no one there to help you? No, not really. Surely. (laughs) Oh, no. How do you explain that, America? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like uh, it was a great place to stay, but it was like uh, not on public road or something like that. So there wasn't no, no, no uh, one okay. going around there. Okay. And um, it was it was great. It was a fun experience too. Well, it's, it makes for a good story at the very least. Um, what I was going to ask is, you said your your first high rocks was your mission was to complete it. Very fair. I think that's. Uh, a common goal most athletes share when they first line up to the to the starting line. You've now raced a couple more. You've raced in Stuttgart. You've raced in Frankfurt. What are you, what are your goals? And you're going to be racing in Munich. You've do, you've completed the challenge. So what is the goal now? Why why do you keep racing? Do you want to like keep getting better? Do you keep want to like get more and more close to the actual full high rocks because like you said you're doing adapted versions what what's the what's the goal so with uh, high rocks frankfurt it was just like because i really enjoyed and loved high rocks chicago i was like let's do another high rocks uh, i mean i was like back i think 10 days from the united states and i was like let's go for another high rocks in frankfurt and then you decided I, uh, 10 days before the event, you were like, yeah. Something like this. I, I don't know, I remember that exactly, but it was like really <laughs> short term again. It was like even that short that Mintra, the global race director, had to uh, put me in manual in the booking system to make it possible. <laughs> so I've been in contact then with Mintra to like discuss all the adaptations for, for Hyrox Frankfurt. And then I was like, let's go for the kilometer. And the uh, 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 and the set pull and set push uh, basically with um, with uh, more weight, not the full weight, and we ended up with twenty five kilos less on set push and pull than the women's uh, are currently. So and with that, it was like really tough to push the sled and the and the the set pull, but I was able to do it somehow, 
And with that, uh, I was like, I had the motivation. I mean, I think I uh, there was something wrong on the timing or not really on the timing. It was more my mistake because I requested extra water on the racetrack. And I think I stepped over the timing line two times at the time. So uh, if if I look out the race results, I think I, I maybe was short of 600 meters at the end uh, of uh, of High Rock Frankfurt, but other than that, I did uh, seven kilometers at least uh, oh, at mate. that race. I don't think anyone can fault you, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't count because you did 600 meters less. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's it was like a right. pretty fair deal because I started up with like 20 minutes per kilometer, which is like a huge long time if, comp- if you compare it to a normal athlete. And then I, I went to, I think, 25 minutes or thir- even 30 minutes for the last kilometer run. So it, and in the end, it took me three hours and just like 20 minutes or something like that for High Rocks Frankfurt. Mm. That's an awesome time. Which was, which, that, was your, which was your favorite exercise? Favorite or the worst exercise? Oh, you can pick, mate. You can pick. I mean, I'm good at rowing and ski erg, which is not a problem for me. I mean, for ski erg, I, I can go lower and have more range of motion every time, basically. With uh, the uh, rowing, is a pretty easy exercise for me. It's just like rowing. I'm not really worse than other athletes at that exercise. But... I mean, I'm like with rowing. I'm like at the, at the pace for like two thirty, two forty, and with the shiag, I'm like at two twenty, something like that, per five hundred meters. That's so, wicked. Do it. Do any of the exercises feature in any of the rehabilitations? It does basically. High rocks is like more like a full body workout, so it's it's a good uh, good thing for me, and it's probably the best training that I could do. So I would do in high rocks basically. I don't know, like every month. Yeah, <laughs> just to get that extra kick of uh, training in. Yeah, yeah. Now you need the the MCs there as well, going hard, getting the energy. And uh, and the toughest thing was basically in the Hyrex Frankfurt was basically farmers carry, because in Hyrex US I had the weight vest, the go work weight vest for that, which was like not a problem because I still could move my crutches and have the weight vest on. It was not really. I mean, it, it was heavy. But it was not really bothering me with the walking. But High Rocks Frankfurt, I, we didn't have that there. So I need to find a solution for the kettlebells. And before the race start, I was like, maybe we could get like some, uh, some strats and attach it to my bag or something like that. But we tried a lot of stuff. We even tried to sandbag for that. But it was not really walking for, uh, or working for me. So what, what did you end up doing? I ended up doing the... Sh- fucking kettlebells <laughs> i put them on the on the handle on my clutch basically right on top of here and then i was grabbing the kettlebell like this with some space there and then i was carrying the fucking kettlebell and it was like it was like so unbalanced even like uh the 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 high stuff there was like you're sure you want to do that because if you fall in that stuff but i was like let's go for it mate did you do it? Did you? Did you? Fall? I didn't fall did at you, that time. Yeah. I was falling oh, nice, right on nice, the start, basically, nice. because I had like a single yes. race start. There was no other athletes with me in Frankfurt for the start because I was uh, a bit late with all the stuff we had to do before the race, and I had a single race start, and I was like so motivated with serious uh, and the video at the start and everything, 
And I was like really, I think I was like going like six or seven kilometers an hour for the start. And like two steps in or three steps in, I like my uh, right leg tapped on the left one a bit. And I was like falling down. The, insta uh, the video is in on Instagram. SEI motivation, the video is there. You can watch that. It's so and funny. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good video. It's a good video. It's so I've funny. I was like times, thinking like... of releasing it or not releasing it. But I was like, I want to put more reality into like the recovery and everything. So I want to share it. But after that, I was still able to finish the full race. And it was great. It was like, it took me... Frankfurt took me uh, three hours and 20 minutes, I think I said it before. But it was like the first like really high rocks because Chicago was like so adaptive, which was like definitely necessarily at that time. But with uh, high rocks Frankfurt, it was like more like closer to a normal race. So I really loved that. And then the whole thing was going again, like video interview. The Fabio, the video guy was following me like almost the, the whole time for that. So they did a huge video on uh, on Hyrox uh, Germany, just released after Christmas, and also on Hyrox World again. And that was like, I don't know, it took, I think, I don't know the numbers exactly, but it has like over 50,000 views as well. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I think it uh, it's testament to your story. I mean, this has been a really interesting episode because I think Max and I haven't really had to talk that much because your story is just so rich and full of uh, inspiration at the same time. I mean, how how do you think um, your mental attitude has helped you in High Rocks? And do you think there's anything that you would recommend to anyone that is thinking about using High Rocks as a recovery mode? So for me, uh, mental training and all that stuff, I've practicing that like for many years now. I started with uh, mental training and that stuff like early on in uh, 2014. With NLP and neurologic, uh, neurologic uh, programming, and all stuff. Even like way before my injury, I was like really interested in like mindset, uh, the uh, personal uh, personal development, and all this stuff. Could could you un could you unpack a little bit of that? Just just what could you what does that mean? I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I did before. Uh, there's uh, I have a pretty good uh, trainer here in Germany. He was uh, teaching mental training. I uh, I have been to like countless seminars in the United States before, in the UK even, in London. I've been uh, for Tony Rob Tony Robbins, the Unleash the Power Within, before. Oh yeah, you know yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And all the stuff like walking over, like walking over fire and the stuff, or fire coals, which is like a crazy event. But like in the end, that definitely helped me just to like like have the mindset right for recovery. And without the mindset, basically, it's almost impossible to recover from a spinal cord injury. We have probably like, I mean, it's I'm kind of in a bubble because I have my huge Instagram with over 15,000 followers right now. And uh, the craziest video has over 1.1 million views right now. So nice. big plug. Nice. It's growing <laughs> like it's only like one and a half, two years old at the moment. Not even two years. So it's like grown really, really fast. I mean, uh, all the stuff I do is crazy. And for that, the videos are performing pretty well. With that, I'm kind of in a bubble knowing way more people like worldwide that like some kind at least of walking it in, even if that means like with like a slower than a kilometer an hour with just like 50 meters or something like that. But at least they are walking again. 
from that perspective, I know many people, but, but if I would say, if you do all the total calculation of spinal cord injuries, you would probably have something like a percent of walking again. And walking of them with a spinal cord injury means for many people just like doing that with the PT or two PTs with like a huge walker where you could uh, put your weight on. And that's what they really like most of the people, even if, if there is like a huge breakthrough for the person, which is totally like my first time walking, it was like the greatest feeling ever. But I was, I will say to the degree of functional fitness that I'm doing, I would say I'm so unique in the world for that. Because like many people like, they are not a probably maybe they stand once a day they probably like walk once a day uh, in their house or something like that but to do like a full high rocks you need a lot a lot of training to go there and it took me basically over the last two and a half years three four hours of training a day with maybe some sundays off but even saturdays i was a lot of training before to get where i'm right now and the most important question is, has it been worth it? All that shit that you've had to go it through, has, been, has worth it been worth it? 100%. Because with a spinal cord injury, you you have like so many hospitalization costs of uh, complications in your life. You have so much stuff like uh, pressure issues on your skin and that stuff you usually have with spinal cord injuries. And all that stuff, I mean, I'm not over it yet completely, but... With the stuff I'm doing, I I'm saving like all like the the health insurance and everything so much money. And not even that, it's it's a different kind of life. It's a different kind of life, really. I love it. It all boiled down to saving Booper your premium. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, it is like I mean I I heard some statistics before like over one million euros go to, uh, in a lifetime per individual for a spinal cord injury. Wow. On cause of like what? rehabilitation on wheelchairs, on all the stuff you need with a spinal cord injury of uh, of hospitals, uh, hospitalizations, on the healthcare, on all the stuff, basically. I mean, fine. Um, I think we've we've heard so much motivational stuff. We're going to have to bring it down to a, a little bit of a, a normal level again. And we're going to finish with a question that we ask everyone who comes on the podcast and that is you've just completed your high rocks um let's look forward you're about to, you're going to complete high rocks munich in about three or four weeks time um at the time of this recording what is going to be your post high rocks cheat meal and we need a main course a dessert and a drink <clears throat> so I, w- I would say indian food because i love indian food so I would go for tikka masala probably. I would go for the dessert. I probably would go with tiramisu or something like that. Tiramisu again. We've had tiramisu three times now. Tiramisu is like the, the, the most popular cheat meal apparently. Sorry, and, and your drink. What are you, but what are I mean you, Indian food is like uh, uh, not too bad. It's pretty healthy actually. So I'm pretty happy with that. I eat most of the time vegetarian or even vegan. So... I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with my uh, nutrition. 
Well, that's another thing to uncover, which we didn't even touch on. But fine, we, we can't go there now. But most importantly, what do we? What are we? What are you going to have as a drink? You didn't say that. Uh, probably some alcohol-free beer or something like that. I'm not alcohol a big free. fan of alcohol. I know it's pretty common in the high road world. But for myself, I really don't need it. I mean, I like it, but I really don't need it. So, And usually I drive home after a high rocks race and I drive to the high rocks race in the morning. So it's not a good idea to drink a lot. So, sorry, 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 sorry. So you, you, you do a high rocks race and then you drive home. I mean, I don't even drive. So that's a massive disclosure <laughs> for everyone. But like, I just can't get around the idea of you being like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go on a flight. Go climb a load of stairs. Yeah, let's go put my... I... Fair play, dude. You literally... I love your attitude. You know no bounds. This is incredible. I mean, there's more to go in life than just, like, uh, do the normal stuff that everyone oh, does. So. You're so right. You're so Clearly. right. Clearly. What's next? What's what's next on the big agenda? Surely there's something bigger, better. So, Hyrox Munich is coming up for sure. I'm thinking of Hyrox Manchester if Hyrox uh, let me in there which I'm pretty sure probably they do. So I would love to attend there as well, even if the like level of fitness in the Hyrox Manchester would be like crazy. But I would say I would love to go there as well and compete there. The other thing I'm planning this year is a half marathon. I don't know if I could do it because it's like a crazy distance, but let's see. Commit, uh, commit first, figure out the rest as I'm going. So yes. let's yes. see how that goes. Then you're going to space as well, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not planning on that. Well, let's get Elon involved. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> Elon, you've got another space on your on your on your next SpaceX flight, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, sounds world, good, Elon. Guys. Thank you, Elon, for the invasion for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, that is uh, I'm planning I'm doing a lot of uh, mountain climbing at as much as I can at the moment to try to improve there because like all the terrain is really like challenging my balance and that really helps with all daily life stuff as well. So I'm doing that. I, I'm going for the half marathon this year. Hopefully, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. I'm thinking of even like triathlons or even like Ironmans in the future, but that is like way is out cool. of space right now. Yeah, but fuck it. Goals, goals, and dreams are supposed to be ambitious, right? At least so, when yeah. I have an e-bike under my butt. <laughs> no. Nice. I mean, nice. I can ride a normal bike, even like on, but on very flat terrain. But it's if I have like a ten percent incline, I'm losing with a normal bike. So I definitely need an e-bike for if I would do ever like a triathlon or that stuff. Swimming is the part we need to talk about. That is not as good. But I can do that as well. Let's see how that goes. The longer this goes on, the more stuff we could possibly uncover. We're going to have to end it now because we're 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 at time. But um, Maurice, you've been a fucking delight, an absolute delight. Um, the the last thing left to say is our catchphrase to sign off is "Rock Zone Out." So on three, two, one, I'd like us all to say "Rock Zone Out" and end the show, if that's okay. I. I think that's a great idea. But just before, where can people find you uh, on social media, Maurice, Andrea? So SCI Motivation uh, is basically uh, my huge profile. You can find everything. Text me there. Uh, write a comment. Uh, watch all the old videos. You can scroll down. 
and see like really where this journey started like with like the little movement we talked earlier on to like the first time not really walking but like try to walk at least to the locomat to everything i've been to to all the therapy i did uh, and from there to the first high work, uh, pft to the first high works race to my quarter marathon that i did in september last year and all the stuff you could like there's so much stuff and it's like <laughs> i would say it's a good entertainment actually because i try to be funny and that stuff as well and yeah just uh, add me up there write me a message if you have any questions and if you are uh, competing in munich everyone that listens uh, just uh, say hi to me there or on any any other ways as well because i think i'm like probably the most visible guy <laughs> On the track, because <laughs> you can't miss, miss me if I walk there. So just say hi, and I love uh, joining the Highworks family. Nice. Yes, nice. 100%. Okay. Firmly part of the high society. Sorry, Max. Go on. What are we doing now? We're going for 3, 2, 1. Roxanne out. Roxanne out. Maurice, you got to say it. <laughs> Otherwise, we can't Three, end two, the show. Roxanne out. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was so late for that. <laughs>